0: Hello, hello, and welcome back to Mindfully Rich Podcast, your weekly look at life and finances with a twist. I'm your host, Richie, and so excited to be back for episode two of season two, y'all. Y'all just don't understand how geeked I am. Like the consistency right now. I told y'all in the beginning that. The only thing that I was looking for from myself was consistency with keeping this podcast going. Y'all have been showing love, supporting, and I'm truly excited about that. And that is what gives me all of the motivation to come to y'all each and every week. Thank y'all once again. If you're not following me on IG, you can connect with me. The podcast is at mindfully underscore rich underscore podcast, and I'm trying to get a little bit better with posting each day. Y'all just give me some time. This is a one woman show. I'm doing the best that I can at this moment, but I promise y'all we going up. We going up. Okay. So last week on the podcast, if you didn't tune in, go back and listen to never would have made it without my mama episode. It was so good. It was me, my mom's. 61st heavenly birthday, the episode was dedicated to my mother, Renee, and I talked about resiliency and how I learned directly and indirectly from my mother and those lessons, how they were utilized in my life, especially in my financial life. So if you haven't checked that out, the episode is available on all podcast streaming services. I love saying that like, that's my little flex right there. Okay. People be like, where can I listen? everywhere. Okay. So if you haven't listened, go and check that out. We're going to go ahead and move into our mindful money moment. For those of you who are new to the podcast, we have two segments right now. I'm trying to add a third one, but the mindful money moment is where I take a music title and use it as our inspiration for the topic that we're going to talk about on the podcast today. And so I'm taking Jay-Z's, I got 99 Problems but savings ain't one y'all I've been ready to talk about savings for a long time. And this was also a request to talk about. So this is season two and I know that there are lots of new listeners. A lot of y'all haven't went back and listened to some of the older episodes. I talked about savings before, but I haven't dug deep into it the way that I want to go ahead and talk about it today. And so first I want to go ahead and ask the question, Do we really learn how to save? And when I ask that in your households growing up, currently right now, are you saving? Did you learn how to save? And that's a real question. Just because lots of people didn't grow up or even have that mentality right now. They think when I get money, I'm supposed to spend money. There's even songs, get money. Okay, where's the songs that say save money? It's cool, y'all don't need no songs because you got Mindfully Rich Podcast where I'm gonna go ahead and break down savings for you right now, okay? So back in the day, you probably heard your moms, your dads, grandmas, grandfathers, aunties, uncles, whomever say to you, you gotta save your money for a rainy day. Child, but did they tell you that those rainy days turned into thunderstorms? how about they turn into hurricanes? Okay. Depending on what your situation is. And it really is important for you to save just because you want to be able to make the best choices for your life. You want to build that stability for your life. You want to have security in your finances. You also want to be able to have better decision-making power. When you save money, that means you have more access, you have more choices and you can make better decisions. And then the biggest reason why it's important for you to save is for peace of mind. It's not if something happens; it's when something happens. We've all probably been grown long enough to know there isn't an if, okay? There's only an if it's somebody like you, but that's a whole nother topic. Not gonna get into that today. <laughs> <laughs> or if somebody love you, okay? Whole another topic. But keeping it on the finances, the reason why it's important for you to save is to ensure you live a quality life. And so, I get this question all the time. What should I save for? And although to me that question seems very simple, This is a real question as well. And you really should be saving for everything. Now I can give you some examples. So let's go ahead and start with vacations. You should really be saving before you go on vacation. Now, if you one of those people who don't save before you go on vacations, you're not going to make it at adulthood. Okay. This ain't for you. You got to get out the game now. Okay. You should also be saving for any personal items, anything that you want that's outside of your necessities. Also hair care, makeup, just because we know how much hair costs. Okay. Let me tell y'all about one of the wigs that I bought. Let me say, let me, let me circle back. I paid almost a grand for hair and installation before. Okay. That's a lot of money. Also, we know how expensive makeup can be, especially if you're getting a whole bunch of makeup. If you're getting the most expensive makeup, um, entertainment, any maintenance that needs to be done. If you own a house, if you own a vehicle, any of those things, any type of maintenance, period. I just gave you some different collateral items that if you own, of course, you're going to have maintenance on. But maintenance as a whole is a category like you need maintenance for everything. Basically, your personal care, gifts, holidays, all of those things like you name it. Like Shirley Caesar said, you name it and you can save for it. So now that you know what to save for, how do you determine how much you can save now? Another question that seems simple to me, but I want to make sure that I really break this down. So I'm going to need y'all to tune your ears in real good for this. How you determine how much you can save all is dependent on your current lifestyle, your household size. I don't know if it's you, you single, if you have kids, if you have a spouse and kids, I don't know what that looks like for you. I don't know how stable your job is. I don't know what your future needs are, what you're trying to do. If you own a house, if you're trying to purchase a house, if you're trying to get investment properties, if you're trying to start a business, I don't know what those needs look like. So depending on what your lifestyle looks like will give you a baseline of how and what to save for. And so that leads us into disposable income. So when we're talking about saving, lots of people aren't able to save because they don't have disposable income. And so for those of y'all that don't know what disposable income is, it's the income that you have remaining after all of your bills, your expenses, the things that you didn't made expenses in your life, all of the things that you pay out after all of that stuff is paid out, the remaining money that you have. Now, this is a big problem because lots of people don't have disposable income. I didn't been in that category before. Well, I didn't have disposable income either. And so if you're there right now where you don't have disposable income, what do you do? Do you just sit there? Do we cry about it? Do we just say, all right, I just can't do it. No, you try to figure out a way that you can create some type of disposable income in your life. I don't know if that's you getting a part time job. If you try to work overtime, if you start monetizing a passion project, like I meet so many talented people that make things, they sell them all of those different gifts that you have. What can you monetize? Is that something? Is that a possibility? You know, thinking in that sense. And so the one thing I'll say is I know someone that makes six figures and they wanted to pay their student loans off. Like it's no secret that student loans are super expensive. Okay. Way too expensive. And what they did was got a part-time job, even though they made six figures, got a part-time job so that they were able to pay off their student loans. What are you going to do? I know sometimes it's real easy for us to play the victim role when we are in situations where we don't have something, but when it comes to money and when it comes to building wealth, the only way we're going to get out of our situations is if we plan and if we put an action to that plan. So just letting you know off top, that's what you would need to do if you don't currently have disposable income, because In order for you to begin any type of savings, you're going to have to have money left over after you've paid out all of your bills and expenses for the month, okay? And so... Like I said, if you're in that situation where you currently can't do that, just know that that's a temporary setback. You will get there because you're going to figure it out because I just gave you the steps that you need to do. All right. And so moving on, once you decide how much money you want to save, you want to start picking what those savings categories look like. Now, this may be new to some of y'all, but I'm going to just going to let y'all know I probably have about... If I'm thinking now, 11, 12, 13, maybe 13 to 14 savings accounts. And y'all probably like how you manage all them accounts, right? It takes some patience. It takes time and it takes a lot of planning. And so I didn't grow up knowing how to save. That was a mentality that I picked up when I became an adult. And so I knew that in order for me to be able to have the choices in life that I wanted, be able to make the decisions that I want to make in life, um, have the stability. I'm a Capricorn. I love stability, y'all. Things have to be stable in order for me to even live life. In order for me to have that, I had to create some type of savings plan. And so I have different categories in which I save for. It. And if y'all remember earlier, you can choose what those categories look like. I even added a category like I said earlier for if you're trying to start a business, that's not one of mine. But what I'm saying is save according to what it is that you're trying to do in your future. And also according to whatever it is that your lifestyle looks like. Like I used to have a savings fund for clothing, but right now all I'm doing is dressing up on the top. Okay. On the top, I'm I'm tight. On the bottom, I may just have on some of my old gym shorts or just some leggings, something like that. So I'm not buying as many clothes as I used to when the world was open. And so that savings, that particular savings category that I had, I now merged into my house fund, my maintenance fund. And so whatever it is that you want to save for, you develop those savings categories. And then once you develop those categories, That's when you open a savings account. So when we're talking about opening a savings account, you want to make sure that you're looking for an account that doesn't have any fees, that is going to be accessible for you, like easy access to it. Not easy access to where you'll be able to transfer the money that you're trying to save, but it's accessible to you. And also you're looking for the liquidity of the account. And so I have a few places that I would recommend, but first I want to go ahead and tell you, depending on the different amounts that you're saving, that would determine what type of savings account you should choose. Now, I got to go ahead and go into my educational moment real quick, just because when people are saving, I am not a fan of saving at a bank. I'm just not. And I've worked at both credit unions and banks. And the reason why is because banks have all of these fees. They're not even hidden fees. I know lots of people will say, oh, it's hidden fees. No, they tell you up front. You just don't listen. You also don't pay attention to what it is that they put on the paper when they say, oh, yeah, this account going to charge you $10 a month if you don't keep $1,000. You'll be knowing dang on well, you ain't keeping a thousand dollars in this account. you'd be like, all right, sign. <laughs> I have no idea why, but I am a big fan of saving with a credit union. And the reason being is when you have savings accounts or savings type vehicles at credit unions, you earn more money on your money. And also you eliminate all of those fees. And so, depending on how much money you're going to save in each category that'll determine the type of savings account that you should open. So, if you're saving, let's say $1,000 or less, that's a basic savings account. All you gotta do is open a savings account. Don't even worry about the dividend amount on the savings just because it ain't gonna be nothing. We in COVID right now, the dividends on regular savings account, they suck. Don't even look at it. Don't start looking at different websites and you're like, oh, this account gives me 0.19. This one gives me 0.22. They all equal point nothing. okay? Just letting you know. So you just wanna find if you're saving 1,000, thousand dollars and under for a savings category you want to find a regular savings account you want to make sure that it doesn't have any fees attached to it you also don't want to get a atm card for this account if you're a new saver Making it so you don't have a card to access the money will help you with continuing to save, gaining that momentum. Just because if you have an ATM card and you know you could just go to the ATM machine and get the money out, sometimes you'll do it. But if you know you don't have that and you have to go into the actual institution, it'll help you to calm down and just say, you know what? I don't need whatever it is that I was trying to go get. All right. And so if you're saving, let's say a thousand or more dollars, you have a couple of choices. And so my product savings vehicles of choice, I'll say are either a certificate of deposit or a money market account. And so what a certificate of deposit is, is a product that's a savings account. It's like a savings vehicle, but it's on hold. So what you would do is when you open up this CD, as we call it, you'll put thousand or more dollars into this account you'll also designate how long you want the money to be on hold that amount of time can be from a year to five years there are savings interest rates that you could benefit from from your money being in a cd and currently right now i couldn't even tell you what those rates are uh but it will be something worth for you to look into but what i like about the cd products is that Your money is on hold. You can see it. You just can't do anything to it because you've designated. I want this specific amount of money to be on hold for either a year to five years. You can still see it. it is still considered liquid money, which is money that you can touch. You could take out if you needed to. There is a small penalty if you need to take that out. Very small penalty. Like I said, when I was telling y'all about all of the savings accounts that I have, I have a couple of CDs just because I love how they operate. And I love that it helps me to build my discipline with saving. So like I said, if you're saving a thousand or more dollars, a CD would be a great option for you. And so the next option is a money market account. And so I know what you're thinking, you probably like, is this some type of stock or bond? I heard market in there. And so you hear money market in there, but All it is is an elevated checking account for the most part, but it's a savings vehicle just because it also has an interest rate that can help build your money while your money is in this account. And so absolutely love money market accounts. Um, This product is good for if you're saving, let's say. $3,000 or above. The only reason why I say that is just because when you open up a money market account, there is going to be some type of minimum balance for you to keep in that account, or there will be some type of fee on the account. The reason being is there is a good savings rate. There's a good compound rate that you're going to get a chance to benefit from with having this amount of money that you need to have in there and so you want to make sure that you're able to save above whatever is required to be in that money market account and so i believe that most minimum balances for money market accounts may be between a thousand and two thousand dollars it just depends on where you open your account up at you'll take a look at that If you have a thousand dollars more than that, then I'll say, go ahead and put that in there because you want to make sure that you're not going to need that money. And so regular savings account for a thousand and under, um, if you're doing above a thousand, a CD, which is called a certificate of deposit. And then if you have $3,000 or more, I'm going to recommend a money market account. And those are all savings vehicles to help you get to your savings goals and to also begin your savings journey. And so the next question would probably be, how fast can I save money? Now, when people begin saving, they're looking for some type of quick thing to happen overnight. It all depends on how much money you're gonna be able to save what all categories you're selecting. I don't know what your categories are gonna look like. I don't know what your disposable income looks like, how much you're gonna be able to designate. So you wanna make sure that when you're selecting amounts, you're selecting whatever those savings goals amount according to whatever your goal is, or however much you forecast of needing for that particular item. So I'm gonna give y'all an example. My registration is super expensive. I know I've told y'all this before, but it's $423 a year, right? So when I lived in Florida, it was only $32 a year, right? But that's Florida. It's a bunch of crazy stuff going on in Florida, okay? (laughs) But anyways, 423 is a big penny for me, okay? And so I like to make sure that I save for that. So when it's due, I have the money. I just go ahead and take it from that savings account because I've been saving for it all year. I make sure that I'm not coming out of pocket for a biggest expense. So you make sure that your savings categories are for whatever it is that your needs are, whatever your goals are. You forecast what those amounts need to look like. But I did want to help those people who are visual learners, visual hearers. Do that even make sense? Y'all listening to a podcast, so we got going to call it visual hearing, okay? And so for those of you who are thinking, you know, I don't have enough money that I could even save. I don't make enough money or have enough disposable income where I can save. The one thing that I would say is start with saving $25 a month. If you save $25 a month for a year, that's $300. That is the all-time lowest amount that I tell people to start with just because I believe as adults we can find $25 a month. And so if you have a little bit more, what about $50 a month? $50 a month would equal $600. $75 would equal $900. $125 a month would equal 1500 Now, for all my ballers out there, y'all like, what a big money at, okay? So if you got $500 to save a month, that'll equal 6000 600 a month would be 7200 700 would be $8,400. you all like all this good math that I'm doing right now? I had to write this down. (laughs) So you know how to do math. We all got calculators on our iPhones or Androids, whatever it is that you utilize. Make sure that you forecast what amount you want to save so that you're able to see what that looks like a year from now. Just because I like to have some type of vision board for what it is that I'm saving and how long it's going to take me to get to a certain amount. That makes it fun to save, okay? And so... I just want to thank y'all for entertaining this conversation on saving today, just because I want you to make sure that savings is incorporated in your overall life. Like I said, I didn't grow up doing it, but I will tell you what, Since I have started saving, I have felt much better about living life when things happen just because they will always happen. When COVID hit, I had a savings account that I was able to tap into so that I was able to spend all of the extra money that I needed to spend during that time. And I want y'all to be able to do the same thing. So thank y'all for listening to our mindful money moment for today. We're going to go ahead and move into our financial wellness self-care tip. And it's also associated with savings. I want you to figure out how much disposable income you have and i want you to open up a savings account so the big question is where should i open a savings account up so right now i'm going to go ahead and recommend my favorite credit union which is safe credit union out here in sacramento for all of my listeners who aren't out here you want to make sure that you're looking for a credit union a good credit union in your area y'all know how i just said how i feel about banks Look for a good credit union. I know that there are lots of online banks right now that are offering like savings products and things like that. Just find a local credit union, y'all. Credit unions are there to help the community. You are part of the community. Make sure that you're supported. And like I said, credit unions are your best bet with the rates on savings products, with the compound interest that you can gain from it and also to eliminate those fees. But Y'all, that's all I got. Ain't got no more. I have ran long today. If you're not following me, make sure you check the podcast out on Instagram. I'm at mindfully underscore rich underscore podcast. And also make sure you listen, 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 subscribe, then share, share, share. Until next time when I hit y'all with another one.